Hey, it's Brendan dropping in here on something special. I think the most important thing you can do in your life is to train yourself for real personal growth and success. What does that mean anyway? Well, you have to train your mindset and train your discipline so you can follow real habits of success so that you can break through, so you can win the day more often, so you can crush through all those fears and actually unlock your real potential for abundance and happiness and power and joy. But how? Well, like all learning and all breakthroughs, you have to choose first to learn, to learn from the best, to invest in yourself, to do the work, to do the daily work. You have to train with the best, and that's why we created Growth Day's Mastery Program. Listen, we're going to train you to make self-improvement a real way of life, to unlock your positive attitude and attributes at a whole new level, to get you way more productive and influential, to show you the life and career strategies that make you unstoppable and really work. But how do we do that? Well, Every single week, we bring you a new $50,000 or $100,000 keynote speaker, multimillionaire, or world's foremost expert to switch your brain into high-performance mode, to teach you what really works in wellness, in health, in mindset, in productivity. People who really help you unblock and move ahead with really practical strategies for changing your life, your relationships, your health, your career, your mission, your purpose. Every month, we unlock a new course that would have cost you thousands of dollars to buy from other teachers on brain health or positive psychology or confidence. Every year, we give you free tickets to an unbelievable motivational and transformational seminar. Every day, I give you an advanced life coaching audio to keep your mind sharp energized, focused, motivated, confident, ready to serve and to lead and to win and build your greatest future at the levels you dream of. And I promise you, you are capable of. Every day can truly be a growth day for you, but it takes mastery in life. And that's why we have our new program, Mastery Level in Growth Day. You can go to yearofmastery.com and it will direct you to our best program in Growth Day. This is for those who really want the advanced level, who really want a breakthrough, who are tired of, hey, listen, podcasts are great, but training is another level. Go to yearofmastery.com. You deserve to join the world's number one membership for advanced personal growth and success right now. This is a membership of the real people doing the real work who have a positive mindset, a growth mindset, a willingness to be a role model, to be a leader, to serve, who desperately and deeply and joyfully love personal development, to challenge themselves, to push themselves, to achieve great things in life. Go to yearofmastery.com. Let's go. Yearofmastery.com. Welcome to The Charged Life. This is Brandon Burchard. Hey, my friend, it's Brendan, and welcome to a special edition series I'm going to be doing on how to master change. You know, we all want to live an extraordinary quality of life, what we call here the charged life, a life that is energized and enthusiastic and fully engaged. We want that, you know, that, that, just that passion, that joy, that flow, that magic that comes from showing up in full 
in our lives each day. And along with that, we all want something more. You know, we want to achieve remarkable things in our lives. We want to make a great difference. We want to have an extraordinary quality of life, high levels of abundance. We want to be amazing in our relationships. We want to have a career that we are passionate about, that we love, that we feel vibrant from. We want our health to be so great. And yet, all of that requires us to keep changing and to keep growing. But for a lot of people, change equals pain. It's so difficult, you know, and they feel sometimes like they're trapped on this treadmill. They feel stuck or what we often call the caged life, trapped in other people's expectations, unsure of how to change, trapped by old beliefs, habits, difficulties that are preventing them from, in the current moment, enjoying life. And so this topic of mastering change becomes so important because everybody struggles with change. Look, if you feel like your life has been very similar for the last five years, even if you're happy, you're struggling with change. Because we all know there's always another level. You know, there's another level of potential that, and there's another level and another level of depth to our own happiness. But we, it requires us to change a mindset, change a belief, change a behavior, change a relationship, change a career, make some type of change. And that's why I want to do this for you. If you're not on my email list, you'll, you probably don't know, but this is all part of the launch of my paperback version of Life's Golden Ticket. It's a story about second chances. It's a story of inspiration. It's a story about redemption. It's a story about a guy who's had a difficult life and just doesn't even really know how difficult it is until his fiance disappears. She turns up 40 days later in a hospital bed talking about having experienced all these miracles at this abandoned amusement park. Everyone thinks she's crazy and injured, but as her last wish, she hands him an envelope and says, take this envelope to the gates of that amusement park and find out what happened to me. And this begins his journey in trying to uncover what happened to her, and along the way, he learns why his life turned out the way it did. He, when he walks through the amusement park, it comes back magically to life. And he meets all these carnies and these people who knew what happened to her. And yet, mysteriously, they all know everything about his life. And they become his instructors about life. And life's golden ticket that he ultimately discovers, as you will if you read the book, is that we all get second chances. Sometimes those second chances are hard learned and hard earned. I think you know what I'm talking about. You know, a lot of people right now need a second chance. They need a second chance because they let their health kind of fade. They need a second chance because they wrecked that relationship. They need a second chance because the career is good, but not exactly what they wanted. They need a second chance because they kind of trapped themselves in a business that they love when they started it, but now it became something they don't love. And so we all want to start anew, but to start anew requires change. And so what I thought I would do is bring this book to life, take on some of the concepts, because Life's Golden Ticket is a parable. It's a story. It's like, you know, The Alchemist. It's a, it's a story about a person on a journey, an adventure to learn about themselves. And I've been so blessed with the extraordinary um, just interest of the book from uh, those of you who are on my email list. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. If you haven't been on my email list, by the way, you've missed something huge. And that is if you get Life's Golden Ticket on Amazon 
or Kindle this week, then what I'll do is I'll give you three awesome bonuses, and all that is detailed out on lifesgoldenticket.com. Just go to lifesgoldenticket.com. That's the book website. You'll see a video from me talking about all these bonuses we'll give if you support the book. It's my way of thanking my readers, my listeners, you guys for supporting me and my work. When you get Life's Golden Ticket and you enter in your order number at lifesgoldenticket.com, you'll get a $29 online course called The Four Gates to Lasting Change. You get a new video on the five lessons I learned in writing and relaunching a best-selling book. You'll get a webinar on the five productivity habits of the world's most successful people. You'll get all sorts of great stuff from me just as thanks for supporting the book. Um, if you've previously purchased Life School and Ticket Good News, this paperback edition is all new and it includes finally that magical envelope in the back of the book with the mysterious golden ticket. Can't tell you what's in the envelope. I can't tell you what's on the golden ticket. You won't know that until you get the paperback. But when you do, just make sure you go to lifesgoldenticket.com. So buy it on Amazon. Go to lifesgoldenticket.com. Enter your order number, and I'll give you those free gifts as thanks. Today, what I'd like to do is talk about a portion of the book where this character is about to enter this amusement park, where, again, he's going to learn a lot about his life. And they make him sign this agreement what I call really the, the mandates of change. And it's basically what we all have to master if we're going to live an extraordinary quality of life. It's agreements we have to make to ourselves, and basically with change in order to successfully navigate it. And so these four ideas for you, they might help you if you've been stuck with making change or you're ready to make a big change in your life and you're just a little unsure or a little scared. Well, then this might help you too might help you get in the right mindset to know that you can do this. So he signs this piece of paper, and it has four different agreements on it about change. I call it the four mandates of change. And I want to read them to you and then break it down and do a little training session with you, with you here to, to help you get in the right mindset for change. The first thing he has to check off on this checklist is this statement. I agree to give up my dependency on my present experience and be open to new possibility. I agree to give up my dependency on my present experience and be open to new possibility. You know, one of the reasons people struggle so much with change is because they're addicted to now. They're stuck in today. Their beliefs have formed a boundary around them. It's kind of walled them off. The way that we think, we got comfortable with it. Because the real challenge and the real antagonist to change is comfort. See, we become, we develop an addiction or dependency on our current level of comfort. Even if where you're at in your life right now, you say, I'm, I'm not very comfortable. But if you're not changing, it's because really you, you are comfortable with the uncomfortable. That makes sense. You got used to the way it is. And in three specific areas, I noticed that people become very dependent on their life the way it is, and they can't change. That first dependency most people have is they have a dependency on their level, their current level of skill. You know, it's hard to change because people say, well, I don't know how to. And really change and being able to navigate change, well, that's a skill, isn't it? It's a skill. 
And so what a lot of people struggle with is their skills, you know, I always say deep skills can, del- can lead to deep ruts. Because if you believe your competency, your knowledge, skills, abilities, and talents are at, you know, level one, but you have a vision or dream for yourself that would take, would need knowledge, skills, and abilities at a level seven, higher, then you, you give up on yourself. You say, well, you know, I can't do that. Yeah, sure, she can have all that success, but I don't know how to do that. And you stop. But successful people, they say, well, I don't know how to do that. So they put it on their agenda to learn it. And when I say they put on agenda, I don't mean casually. I mean, they literally put on their calendar. They're like, okay, I'm going to take this class. I'm going to go to the seminar. I'm going to download this book. I'm going to read it this morning at, from 7 to 8 a.m. They have a learning agenda. They build themselves their own curriculum to rise above their current state so that they can achieve more. And I know that's why you're listening to this podcast, right? You, people listen to the I think I have one of the most high-achieving podcast audience ever. You guys are incredible. I mean, the results and the stories that you share on our Facebook page, which, believe it or not, now has 4.3 million fans and followers as of today, 4.3 million folks on our Facebook page. It's incredible. Thank you for that. That happens because the success stories, because of what you all are constantly achieving out there and the number of people living fully charged lives. You have the ambition for this. And so I know sometimes it might sound like I'm preaching to the choir, especially in a session like this, but I also know that the challenge is often common sense isn't common practice. And so over these next six months, what have you already designed to advance your skill set so that you can create, give, contribute, serve at that next level. When I ask that to even high-performing executives in the, the Fortune 50 or some of our Olympic athletes or some of the people that we are blessed to work with, as you've seen on our pages, it, what's amazing is often they don't have it yet. And that's the change they need to make. Start designing your own curriculum out of your comfort zones. Because right now, if you don't have a learning journey sort of charted out in front of you, it just means you're comforter in your skill. And you're like, well, I'm just good at this, and I'll just keep doing that because I'm good at it. But it might, you know, a lot of people are really good at busy work, but it's not their life's work. And so they face this existential dilemma. Well, I have the skill to do this, but I don't really love it. And that's why I say, well, why haven't you left it? Or developed a new skill set that would allow you to contribute more. And that's where people often reply back with, you know, essentially what I call the, the gold in the handcuffs rebuttal. Well, you don't understand, Brendan, this, you know, uh, uh, it, it's, it's difficult for me because this pays the bills. And, and you know, I, I know I could go do that other thing, but then I have to learn all these new things. And, you know, I'm just, this is, this is okay. And so their skill set ends up, you know, keeping them in one lane and they're scared to change. And one of the easiest ways to help people change is making learning okay and telling them, look, if you're really going to succeed at the next level, no matter what you do, if that means succeeding at the next level is being a better wife to your husband, if that means being a better contributor at work, if that means being better with the kids, if that means being better in your health, you're going to have to develop some new skill sets for that. Whether that means you are going to have to cook better, <laughs> eat better, 
whether that means you have to learn how to do a new presentation, use a new system, a new software, a new app, whatever it is, there's another level of achievement for all of us out there in the charged life. We have to develop skills to get there. Don't make the future vision you have for yourself dependent on your current skill sets. Because you could have an extraordinary vision for yourself and you can grow into it. Another thing I see people very dependent on and why it's hard for them to change is they are dependent and comfortable with their current level of acceptance or belonging. I've been blessed to now train over a million people online through our online courses or video series. And in, through that process, obviously, I get a lot of comments. And I've read hundreds of thousands of student comments over my life now and over, these last, over this last decade since I've been doing this full time. And you know what I've seen over and over? Well, you'll, you don't understand. My husband wouldn't like it if I tried that. Well, you don't get it. I got this boyfriend and he's a dud. Well, you don't understand. I've got these you know, people around me who wouldn't understand that. You don't understand. There's negative people around me. And if I do something, they're mean to me. And so people stay in a box because they're comfortable with the current amount of acceptance around them. Because they think, if I change, well, what would they say? If I change, they'll ridicule me. If I change, they won't understand. If I change, they'll reject me. And so they're guiding their future happiness, joy, fulfillment, creative work, contribution, based on the level of yeses they're getting around the people around them right now. And I say, you know what maturity is? It's realizing that we don't have to belong. It's realizing we don't have to live the expectations of other people. It's realizing that, you know what? If some people reject you for going for your dream, then maybe they weren't the right people to be there for you anyway. That it's okay that a lot of people are going to think you're an idiot. And I'm, I don't know even laughing when I say that. I'm laughing now. I think about how straight I said that because it's so true. It's like a lot of people think I'm a complete idiot. Brendan, you left your job 10 years ago. I left a very safe, comfortable corporate job to start this, to start writing books, to start training people at seminars, to start doing courses online. And everyone thought I was bananas. They're like, why? What? what? Back then, this wasn't really... Uh, an industry as it is today, we call the experts industry. Back then it was just kind of, you know, there were a few gurus here and there, but no one thought of it as a career choice. No one thought of it as an industry. And so we started using that language with Experts Academy and teaching the world, no, this is actually, this is a career choice. People can do this full time, make an honest, great contributing living doing it. It's not a get rich quick thing. This is art. This is a path, just like a painter has a path. Well, so does a, a writer, a trainer, a speaker, a coach, an online trainer. It's like what we do. An online thought leader, a social media thought leader, th that's a career choice. We're creating and curating content and ideas and perspectives that serve other people that we call the expert's mission. It helps them improve their lives or achieve their goals. It's beautiful work. It's teaching in the modern era. It's contributing in the modern area when, you know, in the new currency of the world is content. You know, the content creator, what we call the expert industry world, it's now well-developed. 
Well, a decade ago when I was doing it, people were like, who are you? Who do you think you are? And there was a lot of rejection. And the truth is, I wasn't very good when I began. My first videos were awful, if you ever saw them. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, you know, I couldn't do what I do now. This podcast, like my YouTube show, are all extemporaneous. I don't use notes. I go off what I've learned about life. And I think that's why the show became so successful in terms of the YouTube show, this podcast here, and a lot of my work. People show up at our seminars and see me for four days, perform you know nine to 12 hours a day on stage without a single note. And they're like, how can you do that? It's because I've mastered my domains. I developed the skills that were necessary to serve at the level I wanted, and I continue to do that because experts are always students first. But I also got where I am today because I didn't worry about the haters. They weren't a blip on my radar. They're still there. And look, they're going to reject you when you start, and then they'll reject you when you become successful. So either way, you'd better have an internal reason for why you want the changes in your life more than social acceptance. Because if you're guiding your life based on acceptance and belonging, you will always belong to the mediocre. You will always belong to the average, to the common set of expectation that is out there, and it'll be a difficult life. It will be a very unfulfilling life because it won't be an individual life where you have your individual heart and soul in what you are doing. I think the third area I see that people have a deep dependency on or comfort with that hurts their ability to change and grow is one reason a lot of people don't change is because they have a set level of risk right now that they're cool with. They're comfortable with the level of risk they have right now. And change inherently brings uncertainty, and uncertainty inevitably equals risk in the mind. Oh, well, I, I don't know. That's a risk to try that. Well, Brent, I have got this big dream, you know. I, I want to put it out there, but gosh, I don't, uh, you know, uh, I want to start my own business, but sure is risky. And unfortunately, some people never accept the fact that, no, yeah, there's always going to be risk with change. But I think the ultimate risk is living an uncharged life, a non-charged life, a, a, a life that you get to the end of it and you go, gosh, I wish I really had done that. I wish I should have, could have, would have, and have that sense of at the end, I didn't do it because I was just uncomfortable with risk. Well, now you're about to die. <laughs> you know, Talk about a plunge into the ultimate unknown. You're about to die. Then you look back at your life and go, man, did I play it safe. I wish I was sitting here in a different position. And that happens for a lot of people, and it's very unfortunate, and it has to do with their risk tolerance in life. But here's the thing. If you have a large vision for your life, you must immediately accept the fact that there'll be more risk and be cool with it. Not gauge things risk by risk, moment by moment, but just go, you know what? There's always going to be risk. Always. Not like, oh, wow, that was risky. No, always, every day, every moment. This next moment for you is risky because I don't know how it's going to go. Am, am I, is the words going to come out right? Am I going to do a good job for you? I want to serve. I want to be here. I want to be in a good place of mind and energy for you. But I don't know how it's going to go. But I dance with that risk, that uncertainty, that unknown. I flow into it and allow it to be. And that's why change comes so easily for me. People say, oh, it's so easy for you. 
And I say, what? They say, well, you know, you're, just, you're so good at changing habits and beliefs and yourself and other people. And it's, it must be, you know, it's just so easy for you. And I say, oh, no, it's not easy for me. It's just conditioned. That's all. I've done it enough with enough consistency, persistence over a period of time. It's easy now. I mean, almost every change I face, whether it's changes I didn't want. If you read The Charge, my book called The Charge, The Ten Human Drives That Make You Feel Alive, you know my story. In 2011, I had an ATV accident, and that, that was not a change I wanted. You know, snapped my wrist, threw out my hip, messed up my ribs, uh, messed up my shoulder, got a brain concussion, had a post-concussive syndrome for almost a year. It was a long road neurologically just to get back. And before that, another decade, uh, well, uh, yeah, almost a decade prior to that, I had a car accident that shifted. Both these accidents weren't things I asked for, but I utilized them to become a stronger person, I hope. So sometimes we have to look at the changes that are in our life that we didn't want and ask, what could I learn from that? What strength could I develop from that? What service could I have in the world? And now, what is the right next action of integrity for me today? What's right for me? And for most people, I tell them, you know what? If you really want to make major, if you're going for a big reward, if you're going for a big vision for yourself, you're going to have to put yourself out there and there's going to be risk. You're going to start that business? Yep, tolerate the risk. You're going to walk up to that girl at the bar? Yep, that's a risk. Go. It's like one of those things, most of the fears that we have in life never really show up. They're just in our head and we overcomplicate the process of change. And ultimately, the process of change usually looks like you sharing your voice or you walking up and asking for something, or you creating that thing and putting it in front of the world, whether it's a proposal for a new business, a business plan, or whether it's a new video, or a book, or a post, or something that's authentic from you that you craft and create. It's about putting stuff out there and not worrying about, gee, will it be accepted? Gee, would this risk be too big? By the way, I'm not about just running into any risk, stupid. I'm just saying, don't fear it. Look at the risk, evaluate it from a place of intelligence, and start making your moves. And never say it's too risky without having tried something. Because risk is to be assessed in action, not in your head. You don't know if it's a risk until you kind of edge yourself into it a little bit to know, oh, is this right for me? Is it not? Is this going to pan out? Is it not? It's about getting in the game. You know, I love the second part of this statement. Again, it began like this. I agree to give up my dependency on my present experience and be open to new possibility. Openness is one of the most studied traits in human psychology. A person who is more open to things learns better. A person who is more open to things grows faster in terms of their skill development. A person who is open to things tends to be happier, tends to report higher levels of gratitude, also higher levels of curiosity. A person who is open tends to be better in conflict with other people because they're open to other perspectives. In this case, we're saying be open to new possibility. That means if change is going to be something you master, 
You have to consistently be open to the fact maybe there's a bigger vision for you. Be open to the fact that maybe new people could come into your life that could change your life. Be open to the fact that there will be struggle, but you'll make it through because you've got the confidence that comes from the belief that you'll figure things out. Openness to me ultimately says, ah, I can figure this out. I can. I'm, I'm open to different ways of looking at it and, and learning and understanding things, but ultimately I know how to take it and do something with it that will be beneficial to my life. It's time to be open to the idea that there's more for you. So the character checks off that box. The next one he has to check off is, I agree, I love this one, I agree to give up my defense mechanisms and face the truth. The character in Life's Golden Ticket really struggles with change and one of the reasons he does that is one of the reasons most people do. They have a defense mechanism. A defense mechanism is when you are greeted with something that potentially could make you feel bad, small, wrong, negative in any way, you defend. You make an excuse or you give rationale for why or you try to explain away the way you are and why you are. People have a tell, a phrase. I can tell when someone's lost their personal power because they say something like, well, you just don't understand. You don't understand, Brendan. I've got... You don't understand, Brendan. I have this childhood. You don't understand, Brendan. I've got this child. You don't understand, Brendan. I got that job. You don't understand. My boss did this. You don't understand. They laid me off. You don't understand. They're like this. You don't understand. Over the tracks are that. You don't understand. I came from this side. You don't understand. These people don't like me. You don't understand. This negative thing happened to me. You don't understand is the clarion call of the disempowered because what they believe falsely is that their story is so incredibly unique. Now, this sounds very judgmental, but let me pan it out for you a little bit. What happens is often in our life, our ego takes over, and we forget that there's, you know, 7 billion people on the planet. Over 10,000 years of recorded human history, somebody has been through what you've been through. Somebody's going through it right now. It feels incredibly unique to you because it's your unique perspective and moment in time and dealing with it. But there's some kind of magic to this idea of oneness to realize that we're all in this together. And in fact, people can understand. And in fact, the only reason the human species still exists today is because of understanding. As much as you think there's no understanding or tolerance in the world because of the media calling out every time there is not, the reality is, Every single day, about 7 billion people go through life just fine. Getting along with other people, there's lots of fights, there's lots of conflict, there's lots of wars, but those are also the majority of the outliers. The reality is people can understand your struggle because that's the only narrative that is common to all human species except for progress. The two human narratives are struggle and progress. That's all we know. That's been the story before you came along. It'll be the story after you came along. And I know this sounds very mm, unemotional to say in some way or insensitive, 
but you have to realize what I do. You know, I'm a high performance coach and I've been blessed to work with extremely influential people, but I've also been blessed to work with people who had no influence at all, who struggled, who were at the end of their lives. I spent time in hospices and I can share with you that idea of you don't understand. That's just the ego taking over and defending versus being open to the reality not people can understand. And matter of fact, those who usually say you don't understand, they're the ones who are in a very dangerous place of slippering into that slippery, slippery slope that can ultimately lead to bitterness, that can ultimately lead to ultimate disempowerment and suicide. You know, because it's the suicidal persons you don't understand to the world. And because they really believe no one else can understand, they take their own life. But sometimes... Those who are saying you don't understand, they're the very ones who need to raise their hand and say, I need some help. But you won't ask for help if you don't think anyone can understand. It's like a catch-22, right? So if you find yourself defending by making excuses to people, well, she made me do that, Brendan. No, she didn't make you do that. You have to own your own actions. Well, you don't understand. This happened to me over there. Actually, I can't understand. And I'm sorry to share with you, other people have had that health issue, and they made it through okay with even a more positive mindset than you have right now. And that's not kind to say, but sometimes we all need to be checked because we get in our own little funk and we think that no one can understand us. And when we think that, we ultimately pull away versus engage the world. And that's the opposite of the fully charged life. I love the second part of this. I agree to give up my defense mechanisms. And boy, you really need to read Life's Golden Ticket to see this guy constantly try to make excuses and people not allow it. I really hope you'll read the book and share what you think with the book. And make sure you get the bonuses at lifesgoldenticket.com. But listen to the second part of this. I agree to give up my defense mechanisms and face the truth. Face the truth. In every area, if you're going to make a change, you have to face the truth and not like glance at it. Like look at the hard fact of the truth. How's your health? Really? How fulfilled are you in your career? Really? How loving, compassionate, vibrant, spectacular, sensual is your relationship? Really? How abundant is your lifestyle? Really? What's the emotional quality of your days? Really? Sometimes we got to look at those things and face the truth. At that level, we go, really, how is it now? Because if it sucks, then let's change it. If it's not good, then let's change it. If it's extraordinary, be so deeply grateful. Keep doing it. Don't lose the rhythm. Keep enjoying that, fulfilling that, experiencing that. But... For a lot of people, change begins with facing a harsh truth. Wow, I got fat. I got to change. Wow, I've been a total jerk to the people at work. I got to change. Don't wait for something negative in your life to happen as a, as a consequence. Too many people wait too late to change, and then literally it's too late to change. Someone walks out on them. They get fired. They lose the opportunity because they just couldn't adapt. And we have to positively adapt if we're going to navigate life well. So what truth do you have to face right now? And, you know, I would say the opposite of facing the truth is avoidance. 
And avoidance is great too, because avoidance allows us to have comfort. Avoidance is the ultimate dependency. It's like, oh, avoidance, it feels good because I don't have to face the difficulty. So avoidance becomes a very simple and powerful short-term strategy to avoid discomfort. But it also becomes a very simple and powerful way to ensure long-term suffering. You know, avoidance will lead to a very, very negative path for people when it's in an area that's important to them. Avoid something in health, you're going to be in trouble. Avoid something in your relationship, you're going to be in trouble. Avoid something in your career, you're going to be in trouble. It always leads to trouble. So what do you need to face? The character in life's golden ticket is forced to evaluate parts of his life by other members of his life coming back in and asking him questions. And it's it's difficult. It's It's very difficult. And so I don't share this with some glib, hey, just do this. I'm like, hey, this is tough. But this is part of the mastering of change. You got to let down those excuses, let down those you don't understand, let down all the reasons that your life is the way that it is and say, okay, regardless of all the reasons, what is in front of me? Am I cool with it or am I not cool with it? If I'm not cool with it, I can't blame the past anymore. What's the next right action of integrity for me now? The third thing he checks off is, I agree to give up my belief that change equals pain. So many people think change equals pain, but there must be a radical shift in your mindset if you're ever going to continually succeed at progress, at positive adaption. And here's what it is. Change equals necessary. Change equals progress. Change equals growth. And there's another, there's something in your life you already know. I've been beating around the bush a little bit. There's something you got to change. And you know it, but you haven't done it because in some way you think, that's going to bring hardship or struggle. And here's what I have to say. It absolutely will. And thank God, because the struggle is going to make you stronger. The struggle is going to empower you to serve. The struggle is actually the very thing you've been waiting for. See, people think, well, I, I can't wait to, Stop dealing with the struggles in my life. I'm tired of being poor or fat or miserable or bad. You know, we all have that at points of our life. I'm tired of the struggle. But it is a new struggle, a higher quality of struggle that you choose that will make you better. Don't wish to be out of the struggle. Design a better quality of struggle. I tell people, if the only challenges you're facing in your life right now are the ones that life is throwing at you, then you are living a life of reaction, not a proactive, positive, charged life. See, the challenges that should be in front of us right now, the ultimate struggles in front of us right now should be ones we chose. You know, I work with uh, a lot of high-level athletes. And look, their, their workouts, they're choosing to do workouts that are very difficult. I mean, very difficult. They could coast through, but they say, no, I want to be the best, so I'm going to devise this unbelievably difficult workout routine, 
Uh, you know, that sometimes when I'm working with a client, they ask me to work out with them. I say, I don't know, man. <laughs> and I say, I'm happy to, but you know, you're, you're an Olympian or world-class professional athlete and I'll do a workout with them. I want to throw up. I mean, I can't, I can't even make it through half their workout. They're extraordinary qualities of physical skill and dominance in their area. And I, what I realize is they got there because they chose that struggle is going to be okay. They said, Yep going to be a difficult workout. What else can I add to it? <laughs> well, in some points of our life, look, if the only challenges you have are, well, my major difficulties are the bills. My major struggles are dealing with, you know, my spouse. My major struggles are dealing with my ex-spouse. My major struggles are dealing with my health. If the only struggles you have are the one that world that the world gave you, you're not living a conscious enough life for the level of person who would listen to a podcast like this. This is in, in no judgment to other people, and this is in no judgment to you either, because, hey, look, I don't know you. I, I don't know your mom. I don't know your background. I don't know your story. You could be a vampire for all I know. I don't know who is listening to this. You could be driving a car that you stole, and here I am I playing in your car. I have no idea. All I do know is that someone who would purposely hit go on the charged life is somebody who I can say this stuff to. I can push you harder than I would necessarily at a seminar or a general, you know, speaking event. It's like, hey guys, look, set up some challenges in your life. It's gonna make you better. See, I, I've got difficulty in my life every day. And people say, but you're so successful. I go, exactly. That's why I have a lot of difficulty in my life. And I don't want the difficulty ever go away. Once the difficulty goes away, the edge goes away. Once the challenge goes away, the charge goes away. Look, I mean, no goals, no growth, no struggle, no strength. We have to have those things in our life. So change to me equals character development. That's the way I look at it. Okay, this is going to make me stronger. I don't know how. It sucks right now. But what can I pull from it? It's just like, you know, I've shared with millions of people around the world about my car accident story when I was a 19-year-old kid. And inevitably, somebody comes up after I share it or somebody posts online, well, Brendan, I had a car accident. It was even worse than yours, but nothing good came of it from me. And I always say, oh, well, it was just a different choice. That difficulty, that challenge I faced in my life, I, I chose to do something with it. I chose to say, well, what could I learn from this? What could I pull from this negative experience that could make life positive for me in the long run? What new value could I elicit from this experience that would make me a better human? Those types of questions posed to a difficult situation is where one person positively adapts and another one becomes the victim. Last statement that the character in Life School and Ticket is forced to face, and that is this. I agree to give up on my impulse to quit. I agree to give up my impulse to quit. It's a funny statement, but it's so powerful. When we first start changing, we want to quit. That first week in the diet, we want to quit the second. The fourth workout in the new routine, ah, it's not working. My biceps ain't any bigger. I quit. That 
new communication pattern we've been taught by the counselor to practice with our wife or our husband. We try it for two weeks. It's not working. I quit. We want the immediate payoff today. And those who are constantly, constantly addicted to the immediate payoff become the hamsters of life. You know, it's so inevitable that somebody who has to have that quick payoff struggles over a lifetime. Not only have they proven that in psychology, we've, we've proven it in high-performance studies, and now it's just well-known. You know, it's just that, that it's nothing new that successful people are more persistent than others. Period. Hard stop. Proven over and over. They're not always as lucky as others. They're not always as smart as others. They're not as well-educated as others. They just outlast. I look at my career... You know, I went to a lot of uh, writers' conferences to be able to learn how to publish a book. This is back in the day um, before I, uh, that was probably right, right when I wrote Life School and Ticket. I wrote Life School and Ticket in 2003. I couldn't get the publisher for it until 2006. Book didn't come out until 2007. And I met so many authors along the way who said, I'm going to write a book. And some of them did and didn't do well and they quit. Well, if you don't know the story behind Life School and Ticket, when you buy the book, and again, please go to lifeschoolandticket.com so you can get the right link and you can get the bonuses. One of the bonuses you're going to get from me is five lessons learned in writing and relaunching this book. Because when Life School and Ticket initially came out in 2007, it did good, but not my expectations of good. It didn't, quote unquote, change my life. I, I thought it would, and it did in the sense of I felt fulfilled and completed from the process. But in terms of the overall long-term sales of the book, it didn't do what I wanted because nobody knew me. I was just starting. But that's always the author's journey. But so many other authors I met, you know, they wrote that first book, didn't do what they wanted. And they said, ah, well, there's evidence of my insecurity right there. It didn't work, so I, I better quit. I'm going to go get a job over here. I'm going to do this. And I didn't, it didn't work for me either. I ultimately went bankrupt after uh, launching that book. And you know what? I stayed with it. Because I, I realized it was a passion. Writing, teaching, talking about change. I knew from the few people who did read the book at the time, they, they were deeply moved by it. I said, there's something to this book. And the publisher believed it. Everybody believed it. And I thought, there's something here. But see, I didn't know marketing, and it was harder back then. There were, there were no podcasts like this. There were no, you know, YouTube and Facebook were just a year, a few years old. Um, you know, there was no iPhone. I mean, the, the world was a different place. Communicating by social media, building a tribe, all that was so much more difficult. You basically had to be at the whim of the media to be able to get a book out there back then or go on a road tour um, with a bunch of books in the back of your car, neither of which I really wanted to do. I didn't like the major media. To this day, I still, as you see, I don't do a lot of interviews. I don't grant a lot of interviews. Um, and it's not because I'm some weird uh, hermit, <laughs> you know, though some people think I am. I just, I've chosen, I want to create content more than be interviewed. And so I'm constantly creating and teaching and creating and teaching. I share all this because as we're relaunching Life's Golden Ticket now, we're doing it the way I wanted to do it originally. I couldn't get the publisher to do a few things back in the day, which included putting the envelope in the back of the book that has the golden ticket in it, which is central to 
the book. At the time, people could read the book, and they could sort of, because it's a book of fiction, it's a story, it's a parable, people at the end, they could kind of make up what they thought was on the golden ticket, but I wanted to give them the golden ticket. But it just cost a lot to put that in the book, so they wouldn't do it. Well, luckily, because of your support, here I am, and they uh, now they believe I have some influence, and we're willing to do it for us. So I'm happy they did that. I'm very thankful to our friends over at Harper One who believed in this book from day one, uh, a very long time ago, and now we're finally relaunching it the right way. I designed the cover of the book. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, when you go to lifesgoldenticket.com, you can see the book. I'm holding it up there, um, talking about the bonuses, talking about the, 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 the power of second chances, essentially. And I hope you'll engage with this. I hope that you will pick up the book because what I'm going to do now for the first time is over a series of days, I'm going to be talking about this concept of how do you make positive change? How do you master change? Today was really the entrance gate. You know, to get in the game of change, these things we talked about are needed. You got to give up your dependency on now because you got to be willing to face some struggle to change. You have to have a new possibility in mind for where you can go. You have to agree to give up your defense mechanisms and all the excuses and all the attachments to the past and just now face life for what it is now and then ask, okay, if I want to change it, what's the next right action of integrity for me? We have to give up. We have to agree to give up that belief that change equals pain because change equals character development. Change equals growth. Change equals mastery. Change equals progress. Change equals an opportunity to be a better human being to those around me. And we have to agree to give up our impulse to quit. Uh, my life has been surrounded by lots of people who've been extraordinary, who persisted, and lots of people who were kind, giving, good people, but they quit on their dreams too fast when, you know, the success might have been one year later, two years later, even five years later. It doesn't matter. It's that they were loving it. They were deeply passionate about it, and they quit. I'm all for, by the way, quitting those things that are wrong. Matter of fact, if you know it's wrong, quit it sooner than later. Otherwise, you'll regret it. But don't quit those things that you have an intuition to follow so quickly. Get in the game. Stay in it. Try for a while. Persist. If it, the first round doesn't go well, stay in it for the second round if you love it, if you believe in it, if it's something that's important to you. It's always the truth that we learn from every human success story. They simply persisted. They adapted. They mastered change. They never mastered it to its point it's done, but they were in the process of mastering it. I'm always trying to master this craft, master my art, master my work. I'll never get it. There's no attainment level where it's, it's done. So it's this lifelong growth process, and I love that process of change. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, do me a favor, share it. As you know, we do no sponsorships or advertisements on my blog, on my YouTube show, on my podcast, anywhere across multiple platforms with millions of fans and followers in which I could easily be receiving seven to eight figures a year, well over $10 million in sponsorships per year easily if I ask for it. We don't because we want to make the company and what I do about you the students. So the only way we even exist 
Is it enough of you share this type of stuff? And then people do this. They'll go buy my book. Maybe they'll enroll in an online course. Maybe they'll come to a seminar. Maybe they'll join coaching one day. And all of that process allows me to self-fund this. So you don't need to hear advertisements. It's just me talking about life. If you're enjoying it, share the podcast. Help spread the word. Go to lifesgoldenticket.com. You know that you can live a fully charged life. And for being here today, I hope we gave you a little bit of charge. Look forward to talking with you next time, which again will be tomorrow because we'll continue this conversation about how to master change. Tomorrow we're going to talk about the first big move in making positive change. The first big move in making positive change. So come back to the podcast tomorrow. Until then, go out there every single day of your life. Live fully, love openly, and make your difference today. Hey gang, it's Brendan. I'm gonna change gears real quick and talk about another show here on the Growth Day Podcast Network, Lori Harder. Her show is called Earn Your Happy. This is a monster podcast if you've never heard of it before. Earn Your Happy is all about Lori talking with people and sharing her own journey of being an entrepreneur and trying to find happiness in life. And I love her phrase, earn your happy. You know, if you've ever heard me tell my car accident story, I felt like at that moment, I got life's golden ticket, that second chance, but I also felt like this, this feeling that I had to earn it, to earn that second chance. So when I got to know Lori, and she told me her show was called Earn Your Happy, I was like, ah, oh, it's one of my favorite words in the English language, earn. To earn the gifts we've been given, to earn the life that we want, to work for it, to strive for it. I just love it. And Lori is like listening to her episodes. I told her the other day, I was like, it's kind of like listening to a best friend talk about, you know, their ambitions and what they're trying to do. And she's such a great interviewer as well, by the way, that I think you're gonna get new perspectives about life. You'll laugh a lot, you'll be motivated, and you'll learn from somebody who's out there actually doing the work, building a great business and life and family. Go subscribe to Lori Harder's podcast. It's called Earn Your Happy. You can subscribe anywhere you're listening, including right now on this platform. So please go subscribe to Lori Harder's Earn Your Happy podcast. Hey, I wanted to hop in here and share with you my love for community.com. Every major celebrity uses this. U.S. presidents use this. The biggest companies in the world use this. They give you a 10-digit phone number, but it's kind of like having an inbox for your texting. You can segment it to people um, and they can reply back. And it's just really cool because you can also send video and you can send audio. And it's so beautiful of a design that it's really easy to figure out. You know, I don't like all those other systems that send out like some weird little code that you just know is like a promotion. The reason they called it community.com is because they really believe you have to have a text community in the modern area. Texting adds a whole other level. People open up their texts way more. It's way more, you know, effective as a promotional vehicle. 
And it's something that I deeply, deeply believe in. In fact, I invested in them and I've advised the senior team. I'm telling you what, my audience loves it. It's increased the engagement across everything I do. And you can get a free demo when you go to community.com. Just like it sounds, community.com. Check it out. Hey, it's Brendan from the studio here. I want to jump in one more time and tell you about one of our partners, and that is Kajabi. If you've ever seen any of my marketing online or you have gotten an email from me, or you've just admired kind of what we built by selling, you know, 20 plus blockbuster online courses, or where I go live in my membership areas, or how I accept money online, now well over $100 million over the years. How do I do all that? I've always used Kajabi. It's spelled K-A-J-A-B-I. And Kajabi just helps online entrepreneurs take flight because we all have to do the same thing, right? We have to figure out, okay, how do I build a web page? How do I capture emails and send emails and funnels and uh, newsletters? How do I put content up that's for free, but also content up that's behind a paywall that I can charge money for? How do I build those membership sites? How do I organize my podcast or my blog? How do I accept money and create checkouts and order bumps and one-click upsells? How does all of that actually work? You know, if you're a life coach, how do you actually talk to a client and connect with them and schedule with them and serve them and give them a member's portal area? If you're teaching online courses, how do you actually put up the course and set up automations to sell the course and to trigger things like an email to go out when they successfully complete one of your modules? Kajabi does all of that. You even get templates that I helped build and I personally wrote to help you write even better emails to your audience. That's at kajabi.com, K-A-J-A-B-I.com. If you wanted the system that most of us in the thought leader or the expert economy really use and we've relied on for years, go to kajabi.com.